0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: Hello, I'm Simon Morris. These are difficult times for everyone, but at least during previous catastrophes, people could briefly hide out at the movies. There's nothing like big escapist fare, musicals, action adventures, car chasers and movie stars to take our minds off our troubles for a couple of hours or so. Well, not so this time. The threat of big crowds getting together has shut down this season's blockbusters around the world, led by the mid-year tentpole, James Bond.
0: I need a favour, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond.
1: If you were double O?
0: Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee.
1: There are no cues for tickets to No Time to Die, or for the latest Fast and Furious, Peter Rabbit and the New Mutants. Now, some might say we've dodged a number of bullets here, but that's rather an uncharitable view. Personally, I was quite looking forward to at least checking out Nikki Caro's Disney movie Mulan, another casualty.
0: Ancestors, please protect her. What is your name? Soldier? Hua Jun, Commander, son of Hua Zhou. We're going to make men out of every single one of you.
1: Well, the good news for fans of The Big, The Fast and The Furious is that these films have merely been postponed, not cancelled. And when the threat of the coronavirus eventually subsides, they'll all be back, possibly better than ever. They'll at least have had time to buff off any rough edges.
0: No matter how fast you are. I am not too big compared to you. No one outruns their past. I am more easy, you
1: trying your best to become me And continuing the spirit of cockeyed optimism we could look at the current state of less ambitious movies as a sort of mini film festival small and perfectly formed perhaps rather than undernourished and underperforming If we can't have Vin Diesel in the entire Fast and Furious crowd we can at least have him on his own in the film version of a popular comic book series, Bloodshot had a wife
0: and took it from me. You turned me into a weapon and now it's pointing at you.
1: Vin Diesel in a film called Bloodshot doesn't sound very promising and I wish I could tell you it's much better than it looks. At least the American adaptation of the dark Swedish family comedy Force Majeure comes with good credentials before and behind
0: the camera. Sir, I don't want to make this a legal matter between mm. us? I don't. Billy. No, I don't want it. I, what I'm saying is yes. what I don't want. You're not in Do America you- where you sue because your coffee is hot, madam. Screw you. I'm an attorney. Okay.
1: Downhill stars comedy favourites Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell and was made by the writers of the well-received George Clooney film The Descendants a few years ago. But despite everyone's best intentions, it seems to have failed with its potential audience. Surprisingly, the most popular film at my local cinema at any rate was the one that pandered least to popular taste. It's called Dark Waters.
0: How many did you lose? 190. A hundred and ninety cows. You tell me nothing's wrong here.
1: Dark Waters, in a nutshell, one man against the mighty DuPont chemical empire, is the latest from another sort of empire. Participant films have been responsible for more well-intentioned movies, movies that aim to spur social change, as they say, than any other production firm in recent history.
0: These companies, they have all the money, all the time, and they'll use it, trust me. I know, I was one of them. You're still one of them. (laughs) You, You can't be
1: serious. Participant is the baby of former eBay billionaire Jeff Skoll, and the company's track record is remarkable. Over a 100 films, including The Post, Spotlight, Good Night and Good Luck, Nicky Caro's North Country, and Oscar winners Roma and Green Book. This gentleman says that I'm not permitted to dine here. I'm afraid not.
0: How does he smile and shake their hands like that? Because it takes courage to change people's hearts.
1: Well, Dark Waters is straight out of the participant playbook. It's a story that ought to be told. It undeniably tells truth to power. It fearlessly names and shames the bad guys. It's extremely well-researched. And above all, it knows how to tell a story. Imagine the unlikely cross between Ken Loach and Steven Spielberg, and that's pretty much what you get here.
0: Almost heaven West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountains. Hi Grammar. What are you doing
1: here? The star, co-producer, and I gather prime mover of Dark Waters is Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo harnesses his dogged decency here, a sort of latter-day Henry Fonda or James Stewart, to play Rob Bellot, a hard-working Cincinnati lawyer originally from Dirt Poor, West Virginia. One day, Balot gets a visit from an acquaintance of his grandma, a farmer with a problem.
0: Your grandma tells me her grandson's some fancy environment lawyer down in Cincinnati. I am a corporate defence attorney. So? I defend chemical companies. Well, now you can defend me. Well, Rob
1: feels bullied into at least having a look. He drives down to the farm and discovers there seems to be poison in the soil. For some reason, many of the cattle are developing bad, often fatal, diseases. So he agrees to help out. I mean, how much of his time can a little case like this take up? It's a small matter for a family friend. Help
0: a guy who needs it. The farmer or you? That's chemicals, I'm telling you. I'm seeing documents I don't understand. They're hiding something.
1: And at this moment, we start to get an inkling of why participant films are rather good at what they do. Not only do they hire a smart director, Todd Haynes in this case, but they let him cast well too. Tim Robbins, Anne Hathaway, Bill Pullman, these people are no slouchers. Needless to say, this little family legal case turns out to be bigger than anticipated.
0: That chemical. What if you drank it? Drink it. It's like saying, what if I swallowed a tyre? What if whatever's killing those cows is in the drinking water?
1: Because it's not just the cattle who are being damaged by the water, and it's not just a local creek that seems to have unhealthy substances floating on the surface. That water is going everywhere in West Virginia, and all roads appear to lead to one of the biggest companies in the nation, DuPont Chemicals. That can't be right.
0: At DuPont, better living through chemistry. It's our DNA.
1: It's undeniably true, but it certainly isn't right, and billott finds himself tackling a company that hitherto he'd had nothing but good relations with. The question is, can he bring his law firm with him as he takes on the almost limitless resources of DuPont? Rob billott often finds himself in direct conflict with the rest of the partners.
0: You want to take everything that you know and turn it against an iconic American company, like an informant. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Yes. I
1: hope you're getting an idea of why the film Dark Waters is so effective. Unlike some of these torn-from-the-headlines-based-on-truth stories, the film doesn't shape the facts to fit someone's idea of what a good movie story is.
0: You need to tell me what in the hell's going on. DuPont is knowingly poisoning 70,000 local residents for the last forty years. You knew still you did nothing. You want to flush your career down the toilet for some cow hand?
1: Bilotte's real-life struggle with DuPont is not an easy story to tell. For a start, it went on for years, and all the indications were that the chemical giant, and indeed any ridiculously big American company, was just too big. Too big to fail, too big to be found out, certainly too big to be sent to jail. That would mean going to trial and proving that C8 killed your
0: cows. And every scientist who knows anything about any of this already works for these chemical companies. That's not an accident, Earl.
1: And rather than cutting corners, director Todd Haynes and his writers went the other way. The characters are all drawn deeper, deeper than they need to be sometimes, allowing everyone his or her time to shine. It's Mark Ruffalo's film, of course, but the acting across the board is exemplary.
0: They can fight you all they want. It doesn't take away from what you've done. Of course it does. It's exactly what it does. They want to show the world it's no use fighting. Look everybody, even he can't crack the maze and he's helped build it.
1: And what makes Dark Waters stronger is that the attack on DuPont, and indeed on all these multi-billionaires who get away with so much because they can, comes from one of their own. Just as Rob Belot was originally a corporate lawyer, so Participant Films' Jeff Skoll was a hugely successful businessman. You get the idea that Tim Robbins' speech here comes from the heart. We should want
0: to nail DuPont. All of us should. American business is better than this gentleman. And when it's not, we should hold them to it. That's how you build faith in a system.
1: Sometimes, says Dark Waters, you can't wait around for the government to fix things. I mean, look at them. That may never happen. Sometimes you've got to do it yourself, whether it's relentlessly taking DuPont to court or making the best movie you can on the subject. The system is rigged. They want us to think it'll protect us.
0: We protect us. We do.
1: If there's anything the past decade or so has shown us, it's the precise limits of the seemingly all-conquering comic book movie. If it's done right, of course, it can be the biggest thing on the planet. Look at Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight Batman movies or the Marvel Comics universe. But it has to be done right. And initiate sequence. (laughs) The movie landscape is littered with the whited bones of failed comic book projects. The fact is, comic book fans may be passionate and obsessive, but they're not as numerous as events like Comic Con would have you believe. What's needed for a hit movie based on a comic book is, well, everyone else. What is this place? I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you got yourself killed. At RST, we'd rebuild the most important assets in the US
0: military. Soldiers like yourself.
1: Which brings me to a film called Bloodshot. I have to admit, I'd never heard of it. The jewel in the crown of Valiant Comics. I'd never heard of them either. But Valiant's Bloodshot is a big deal in the comic book world. The tale of a super soldier constantly being brought back from the dead by a nefarious scientist.
0: You're the first who we've
1: successfully managed to bring back. But improved, enhanced... With the technology in your veins, you have an army inside you that will not only make you stronger,
0: it will heal you instantly.
1: Now, this is clearly catnip to the mostly adolescent male fans of comic books like Bloodshot. It's violent, it's ridiculously complicated while still emotionally shallow, and it involves a lead character called Ray Something, who looks positively undressed without a gun in his hand. He's played by the furious half of the Fast and Furious franchise, Vin Diesel. Now tell me, do you remember anything?
0: Where are you going? I've got unfinished business.
1: Well, perhaps not so much furious as glum and monosyllabic. Anyway, at the start of Bloodshot, we see Soldier of Fortune Ray chasing after the ratbags who kidnapped his wife. It all goes wrong, his wife is killed, and then so is Ray. Wait, what? But Ray is revived and furious. He takes off to kill the louse who shot his spouse.
0: I'm to find the man who murdered my wife and kill him.
1: but things aren't as simple as they appear. Well, not simple exactly, but pretty dumb. Ray takes off after the bad guy, then finds his reality folding in on him. Photograph this moment, by the way. It's about here I rather lost my grip on the plot. Oh, well, that's not good. All right, shut him down. And initiate sequence. The clearly villainous mastermind behind all this high-tech hocus-pocus is played by Guy Pearce, who can, and occasionally does, do this sort of character in his sleep. Guy shuts down Ray and then starts him up again, rather like what you do with a malfunctioning computer. OK,
0: who is the next target for elimination? Tell me, do you remember anything? Do I know you guys? I don't think so. <laughs> So
1: now Ray is set up to repeat the same original backstory. You know, wife kidnapped, bad guy, everyone gets shot. But this time there's a different bad guy that the revived Ray, codename Bloodshot, is pointed at. And there's every indication that this sequence will go on ad infinitum.
0: Commencing memory fabrication. Next mission in three, two, one. And initiate sequence.
1: Now, it's possible you may have experienced something like this before. No, not exactly deja vu, just movies that use a remarkably similar plot. There was Edge of Tomorrow, for instance, nicknamed Groundhog D-Day. There was Source Code and the Arnie movie Total Recall. You
0: can't control me Sure
1: about that? Revenge is what makes a man like you exceptional.
0: You know nothing
1: about men like me. For me, the memory was rather fresher. The poster for Bloodshot looked almost identical to the one for last week's Kiwi thriller Guns Akimbo. But Guns had the saving grace of being funny. Vin Diesel doesn't do funny, though in Bloodshot he occasionally steps aside to make room for the comic relief. An allegedly English computer nerd called Wilfred Wiggins. They've been manipulating you you think is real sometimes ain't and initiate sequence I know, only an American film would think Wilfred Wiggins sounds like an English name. Anyway, the film finally lumbers to some sort of conclusion. As I say, I'd long lost my grip on most of the threads of the story, possibly nodding off at times. Now, you may think nodding off during something as noisy and garish as Bloodshot would be a difficult task. Turns out it's surprisingly easy. Endless repetition will do that for you. That is absolutely fantastic.
0: I feel like I just heard this. Are they playing this on repeat?
1: A while back, a Swedish film called Force Majeure won over quite a broad festival audience by turning away from the Nordic noir approach that had made that country's international reputation. Force Majeure was a rather bleak comedy that shone a very harsh light on a family on holiday in the mountains. And like many art house hits, it was decided an American version could be even more successful.
0: Wonderful. Thank, oh, thank you. you. The hand in the earth. Arms up, like this. Huh? Happy family. Skin, please look into the camera. Please Why are you just smile. You, he wants poles up again. He wants us you know to keep hard. doing poles up. I don't know. Well there's
1: no reason why this shouldn't be the case and the film Downhill sticks very closely at the start at any rate to the original story. Pete and Billy, Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus have taken their two young boys up into the mountains of Austria for a holiday. Pete is still grieving for his late father. Billy is getting a little sick of hearing about it.
0: It's been through a lot lately. My dad passed away eight months ago. So we came here. He's still here. here.
1: Well, neither parent is American family movie perfect, clearly, and neither Julia Louis-Dreyfus or Will Ferrell are allowed to rely on their usual lovable shtick. This is serious comedy drawn up by the English writer of the sitcom Peep Show and more recently the more dramatic series Succession. And the directors of Downhill are the Oscar-winning writers of the George Clooney hit The Descendants.
0: You lose a parent and the ticking gets louder. Every day is all we have. We have, yep.
1: (sighs) Powerful. So what I'm saying is it's difficult to fault the quality of the talent, all in service to a very successful original. So here's what happens. The two parents are mildly bickering over the plans for the day. Pete wants to take on a challenging run. The rest of the family are a bit dubious.
0: I don't think um, it'll be that challenging. It looks black, but it skis red. Really? Uh, American blue. Yeah. Several of the black runs
1: are American blue. European red. They just call them black for the prestige.
0: Where did you hear that? I just know it.
1: In the background, there are regular explosions up the mountains. Controlled avalanches, we're told, to make sure the snow is skiable. But this time, something appears to go wrong. That's a pretty big avalanche heading towards the outdoor cafe.
0: Is that OK? Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Billy
1: throws herself over the boys to protect them from the snow, which turns out, fortunately, to be more sound than fury. But they can't help noticing that Pete was nowhere to be seen. He returns shortly afterwards, but as far as Billy's concerned, it's too little, too late. <laughs>
0: It looked like it was going to kill us. For a moment. the kids were screaming because it felt like we were going to die. Pete? Wow. And I look over at Pete and he had grabbed his phone. Pete left us. In a
1: way, it was the grabbing the phone first before making his escape that added the worst insult to the injury. Pete hotly denies the accusation of cowardice and offers some, shall we say, alternative facts to another couple later. (laughs)
0: I didn't leave you to be buried. I ran to get help. I'm going to win. This is what happened.
1: The fact is, it's going to be very difficult to come back from this, though this is the trick that Pete and the film are both forced to attempt. Pete is deeply embarrassed by his action, so embarrassed that he attempts a fairly pathetic, you might even call it the Prince Andrew defence. How could he have run away? He was wearing snow boots.
0: I love my my family. Every day is all we have. How can I run away in ski boots? What? Can you run in ski boots? Not very well. Boom. Exactly. Regardless, I wouldn't leave my family to die. That's boom. Yes. But
1: despite the best efforts by a game and usually appealing cast, there's a sour note to Downhill that's difficult to counter. We want to sympathise, or at least empathise, with both Billy and Pete. But try as we may, they're both rather unlikable. Pete is a bit of a wimp, while Billy is fixated with being proved right all the time. She is a lawyer, after all.
0: I don't understand why there weren't any warnings posted anywhere. There was a warning. What? Posted at lifts, gondolas, hotel receptions, restaurants, shops, bars, solar machines, toilets. We didn't see any of that. Well.
1: Along the way, both Pete and Billy's positions are given unhelpful support. Whether it's Miranda Otto as an often hilarious travel agent, or Zoe Chow as the even more judgmental acquaintance of Billy.
0: You have a right to be angry. It's black and white. Well, no, it's black and white. How old are you? 30. There's only one thing I have to worry about right now, and that's going down.
1: It should have worked, and in certain circles I'm sure it will work, but right now perhaps times are so unrelentingly awful that a black comedy about the shades of grey and a marriage is almost too much to face. Once things cheer up and the big blockbusters start wearing out the welcome for unsophisticated fun again, maybe then we'll welcome films like Downhill. Just not this week.